studio audience. Coming to you dead in front of a dead studio audience. 31 days, 31 podcasts. It's Helpful Snowman Pottoween 2023. All right, everybody. Welcome to today's Pottoween episode where we watched Beetlejuice Laugh of the Party. So I watched a lot of Beetlejuice as a kid, which is kind of weird because I loved the movie Beetlejuice. I also loved the toy line that came along with Beetlejuice, Uh, which is weird because the toy line was more like toys from the movie. Like the, you know, they looked like they were modeled after the movie where, you know, the cartoon seems like the more obvious source of toys. I think they did also do the cartoon, but um, I remember this kid named Tim had the Beetlejuice vanishing vault. So it was like basically a big grave. Uh, you know, they had a, it was a plastic thing, right? And it was like a, a box with a huge headstone at the top. And, uh, the box was like styled to look like it was soil covered in like bugs and all kinds of shit. And it had this big sign that was like, here lies Beetlejuice, right? You would open it and it was like a coffin inside and you'd put Beetlejuice in there, the action figure. Then you would close it, tilt the sign, open it, and Beetlejuice was gone. And like, this kid showed me this thing. And I was like, this is the most amazing fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. And I did come to own that toy eventually and broke or lost the sign that, you know, kind of made it work. And you could still make it work. You could cram something in in this little hole and it would still work. But it it wasn't quite the same, you know, when you're like using a a stick, just some stick that you found, (laughs) sticking it in there. I really wish... 3D printing had existed when I was a child because I feel like I feel like that's the primary application of 3D printing is you could like like we had the Ghostbusters house when we were kids right that was a toy we got for something and unfortunately it had this so it had this spinning elevator fire pole thing that the Ghostbusters could go down which was awesome right we broke it immediately because when we were initially putting it together, we put it in upside down. So the elevator was broken. We had this blue stick just in a toy box like forever. And it was like, what's what the fuck is this? And it was like, oh, that's the uh, Ghostbusters house elevator. But it seems like you could make something like that on a 3D printer without too much trouble. And then you would just be able to repair your own your own toys. It would be amazing. Anyway, um. So Beetlejuice was a cartoon that kind of goes along with a trend of of the time, which was making cartoons out of things that don't really seem like a great fit for a cartoon. I think that, honestly, my thinking is a lot of this may have started with Batman. Because Tim Burton made Batman, and that's probably not really a movie for kids, but because comics, especially at that time, and then uh, uh, the 60s show were so thoroughly for kids it was like it's like we couldn't shake the idea that you know you this was for kids so they made action figures and it's like you could get the joker's assistant bob who he just comically kills you know at some point or whatever 
But I found there were a couple other shows or movies that were made that I felt were even less appropriate. One was RoboCop, which is fucking hilarious that they made that into a cartoon for kids. Because that's like, it's this ultra-violent movie, you know, that just is horrific. It's, I mean, it's a parody, right? It's a great movie. Uh, so far from being a kid's movie in so many levels. Like, I don't know, if you showed that to your kids, I mean, well, you're a fuck up on the level of my dad, which means you're not doing great. But there, <laughs> other than RoboCop, there was Rambo, the force of freedom, um, which is also kind of insane, but even more insane because it ran for 65 episodes, which is not, not a small number. Um, but, you know, basically it sounds like they kind of made it into G.I. Joe. They were like, let's make Rambo into G.I. Joe. And like as a kid, you didn't really know how crazy it was. And then as like an older guy, when whenever Rambo came out, the one that was just called Rambo or John Rambo or something, the one where he was in like, I don't know where he was, but he was like just blowing people up and it was the most violent movie like ever. I remember, so I went and watched it with a friend. It was a double feature of Rambo First Blood and then whatever this was, Rambo. And there was a little interview with Stallone in the middle between them. And they were like, what do you say to this being like the most violent movie that you've ever made? And he was like, well, I hope it is the most violent movie I ever made. Because uh, he was like, this was kind of, I think, when he was getting into his Expendables era. Where he was like, yeah, I can show horrific violence because we're trying to stop human trafficking. Duh. Um, which I, I'm not a huge fan of. because. Uh, I feel like that kills the fun. I'm like, I don't know. Can't the Expendables just be trying to stop someone from like importing bootleg t-shirts or something? <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. Some weird shit like that. I did want to read one of the um, uh, plot summaries because it was Horror of the Highlands from the last episode of Rambo Cartoon. T.D. Touchdown Jackson visits his Uncle George in Scotland. Sure. Uh, when a remote-controlled submarine version of the Loch Ness Monster, operated by General Warhawk, terrorizes Loch Ness, T.D. calls in the rest of the Force of Freedom to help stop General Warhawk and his mechanical Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> sure, why the fuck not? <laughs> oh, man. That's good. Also, uh, Frank Welker was a voice of... One of the voices he played was Mad Dog. Uh, which I, I'm like, is that was that an actual... Because, you know, he's famous for doing, like, animal noises and stuff. Let's see. Oh, he's the leader of an unnamed biker gang. I was like, did they just get Frank Welker? Anything that's a, a dog, even in the name, they're like, get him. So anyway, Beetlejuice in the cartoon. So there were some significant differences between the movie and cartoon, as should, as there should be. Uh, Beetlejuice is a little different in design. He's mostly he's got like painted fingernails, and uh, you know his very adult, his adult horny, pervo qualities are gone, but. He is very adult in terms of his hairline because he's got like male pattern baldness and long hair at the same time, which is a look. Um, Barbara and Adam, Adam? 
Uh, yeah, Barbara and Adam, the Maitlands, don't seem to exist. That seems to be not part of the Beetlejuice cartoon canon. And so Lydia, who is played by Winona Ryder, and Beetlejuice are like buddies. Uh, he's not trying to like forcibly marry her in order to escape the underworld and wreak havoc. They're just like goofing around together. They have supernatural adventures or whatever, which is fine. That I don't have a problem with. I do have a problem with Delia, who is Catherine O'Hara, because uh, she's just like kind of a suburban mom or something. I'm not really sure. She looks a lot like the mom on Dexter's Laboratory in this show. And it seems like from the, the episode I watched, it was like she's still doing her artsy nonsense. But, you know, she makes Lydia a Halloween costume and it's like a fluffy pink bunny costume. And I'm like, there's no fucking way that that lady would make a fluffy pink bunny costume. She would make a Donnie Darko bunny costume for sure, right? That would be, it, it was straight out of a Christmas story. And there's no way that she would do that. But then also, uh, the other big change that I do not approve of is where the fuck is Otho? There's no Otho in this show, and that seems crazy to me. You're just like, I'm allergic to money. I, you know what I mean? I just, I hate it. I don't want it. Get it away from me. Um, so here's the basic plot of this episode. There, uh, Lydia's having a Halloween party. Now, she's not really having a Halloween party. She's just trying to invite over her two friends. So she's kind of an outcast at school, and she has two very dorky friends. And uh, she's, like, inviting them over. But then her mom gets wind of it and is, like, invites everyone in the school. And then she's like, oh, fuck. Like, I, that's the last thing I wanted. Shit, fuck, goddamn. Um... So then Beetlejuice is catering slash throwing the party, and he's, like, wanting it to be a big success, and there's nobody there, right? So he's like, luckily I got these party people in a can. So he opens it up, and it's monsters, and he's reading it, and it's like, just add water to party people in a can, and, you know, the party gets started. And it says, warning, and then he's like, eh, who's got the time to read the rest of this? Which I was like, that's a solid joke, because you know that that's going to be bad. But it's like he reads up to, he's like, just add water to party people in a can and they'll party all night. Warning, absolutely do not, ah, who's got the time? <laughs> so he waters the party people in a can, but then they start growing gigantic because the warning was do not do it on a full moon, which of course it is. So they figure out the, the action here is they have to dry out the, the party people, which are like monsters, right? but it's a Halloween party, so nobody knows. So they have to dry them out in order to shrink them, put them back in the can, which was fine. So they're running around with a hair dryer, not plugged into anything, but, you know, whatever. But then, so they're like, they figure out this clever way. They're like, oh my God, how are we going to get rid of them? And they're like drying them out a couple different ways. But then at one point, Beetlejuice just runs one over with a steamroller and just, it turns into like a puddle. Which I was like, at first, or later on, I kind of was like, okay, so he's basically wringing the water out, right? That's what's happening here. But it looked like he just smeared him across the street, which would have been a really funny gag if it was like they figured out this clever way to kill all the party people or get them back in the can. And then he was like, you know what? 
I got bored of doing that and I just straight up murdered one of them. Because <laughs> fuck it. You know what I mean? He was like, screw this guy. He's like tearing the city apart. Yeah, I killed him. What are you going to do about it? Um, I guess that the Beetlejuice cartoon also caught the attention of the National Coalition on Television Violence and claimed that they had a lot of, uh, that Fox was showing a lot of animated brutality and, you know, Beetlejuice was the main thing. Here's a quote. Our major objection is Beetlejuice's attitude towards violence. He's extremely mean for a main character. It's the worst cartoon ever. Um, which, you know, I'm not buying that. Because honestly watching it, I was like, eh, I think that these folks like watched the movie and then they were like, whatever. Um, or maybe they watched Beetlejuice smearing a monster with a steamroller and, you know, he's just a pile of goo. And they were like, holy shit. But I, there was like really nothing violent happening in this show. I mean, it couldn't be a lot tamer. And, you know, I think it's just sort of the darkness of it, right? The sort of, like, whole afterlife. There's a skeleton man. There's bats and shit. Some some people, I guess, just see fucking skeletons and bats, and they're like, ooh, that will not do. Not in my home, sir. 